evoking magic of the everyday wonderment of life and death, one bitch at a time. Step inside, bewitch seance. Episode, sit and play. Parte dos. I did it. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah. Yeah, Sansies. It's kind of unreal to hear your voice because I'm so used to hearing it like, you know, in the sort of like in the past future. And now it's like really you in real time. And mm. it's really nice. <laughs> I feel that way too. Thank you for yeah. inviting me into this. It's been sweet. Um, it's warm, so I got to spend some time in the sunshine and just watching dragonflies and butterflies and the the one cloud. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Yeah, you've been coming up a lot for me. I mean, you come up for me quite often. And um, I've been so eager and... Um, also really patient. I feel like I've been, you know, when like a little kid wants to play and they come over like every day, like, um, <laughs> excuse me, can you come out and play now? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and for you to be in a space to do so, because um, I've been finding it really, really just difficult this time around, um, particularly um, this winter and integrating everything when it comes to just like the stillness of the world and the changes of the world um, alongside like continuing and wanting to play and I've been feeling you so much you ugh, you do not know how helpful that was when I received mm-hmm. it in the mail um, opening that up and then having you in the space and feeling you so close. One of the reasons why I feel so close and connected to you is there's like this, um, this like unspoken connection for, and the mail is a perfect example. We were able to package and, and send all of this love alongside like this message with a lot of subtext of your own process and, and the mm. things that you were also letting go of. And, um, I felt so, I felt so fucking grateful and so loved um, to have somebody like you um, that feels so fully and that allows to also have so much joy from that. You know, it's like the allowance of, of the pain that we let in is also the allowance of the, like, the bliss that we let into our lives. Mm. And I've really been in this in this space of finding the balance of yeah when I'm playing to escape Mm. um, and knowing when to pause and to be with the sensation in the stillness and knowing Mm. that it's temporary and and sort of navigating those waters right now Mm. um and when I met you five years ago I was in a space where I had stopped playing altogether because I had lost myself so much in the playing that I could no longer function in my own day to day. 
I was having a hard time waking up. I was having a hard time, you know, just doing the basic things and like having a nine to five was helpful to move that rhythm, but it no longer felt healthy. And I removed myself completely. So when I got to Lost Valley, when we were in Oregon, I remember what amuse you were for me in the transformation of play, the way you would hold it and the way you allowed yourself to hold a space without art necessarily. Like you didn't have to always be in a place of of painting or in a place of creating. I remember very clearly with you, you showed me how you um, had these beautiful baths like in the rain and like setting up space for yourself and the self-care that you took for yourself. And I really admired that in you, your ability to really go into the depths of the ocean. And I could see how sensitive you were to the world and, and your ability to like be in the pain and also the courage that it took to move that. And so for me, as I've, I've been going through this and my own process and thinking about you a lot and like really keeping you close to my heart, I'm curious for you how, how you have found the balance of, of stillness and movement as, mm-hmm. as your own evolution and journey of, of this roller coaster that we call life, you know, continues. Thank you so much. It's just so beautiful to hear your reflection and your witnessing of different moments we shared and hear it through your lens and your experience is really special. Thank you for sharing that with me. I feel a little nostalgic for those moments. Well, I feel like for me, I've had to redefine play for myself. I think I've had kind of a similar experience of using pleasure and play as a a way to escape Um, and not even to say escape as a negative thing because sometimes that's a strategy we need in order to survive Uh situations in our life yet you know there does come a time where it's like oh wow maybe I've outgrown that or maybe I'm safe enough now to go a little bit deeper into what um, I'm needing to feel and for me I feel like I have redefined play as like an exercise in into my own sovereignty into my self-determination where you know I can create a format or a structure or an intention yet there usually isn't an end goal and if there is it's fluid it's gentle and it really allows for acceptance of all outcomes. Mm. Um, sometimes I'll like set a timer <laughs> and, and then in, I'll know like in this time, this is my time to just like express and maybe I'll like put on some loud music or, you know, a sound machine or something and just like scream and like pound the wall the floor and cry and rage and roll around and you know that's a form of play that's a a form of letting my body wildly express itself 
Um, and I feel like play is a way for me to come home to my own essence, um, a, a place where I can like shed all the masks and the strategies that I use like consciously or unconsciously to cope with realities of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, given the current realities, I feel like there, there was a time where I started to get blocked up and frozen and it was like, whoa, I have just too much to process on the backlog. You know, where do I, when, when and where do I work with all these energies and all this grief and all this pain and all this confusion, and all this uncertainty for me, you know, learning, like that's the time where I need to be in community support, where I need to grieve witnessing and being witnessed by others where we can all hold what is too great for one to hold together mm-hmm. and that's really you know from that space is where the healing theater emerged from and you came to one of those a couple years ago and that was like very special to have you just like pop into that world and and just like show up so full, full-heartedly to that that's been such a a space for me to allow what is not readily expressed or what feels like it needs to be contained to have its space to fully come forward and allow myself to wildly be whatever is beneath the surface. It's been three and a half years since I started um, and they've evolved a bit, you know, and especially through the pandemic um, through these times of like practicing new ways of safety um, in collective spaces. Well, basically the format is coming together and creating the container, um, finding a, a way to meet everyone's needs and get clear on what everybody needs in order to feel settled into that space. And I don't say safe space. I, you know, I, I, I like to say brave space because I don't believe that we can truly create a safe space while we're living in a time of so much oppression. Mm. It's a time where we can create spaces where we can more courageously express our truth, but I can't guarantee safety for anybody. Mm. And I have a lot of grief around that. And like, it feels really important to really acknowledge those realities and and just do my part to create as much um, tenderness and respect and shared agreements and consent as possible so that people can drop deeply into themselves and be vulnerable. And basically the format is 10 minutes of meditation on the question of what is beneath the surface, what is unseen, what is lurking in the shadows that wants to be known and then after the 10 minutes each person gets 10 minutes to fully and wildly express spontaneously anything that may be coming up for them to be silently witnessed by the group and the invitation is to do so taking up the full space of the room taking up your full voice, taking up your full body and wildly and theatrically expressing um, invitation of like music and costumes and poetry 
and performance art and you know any way that that expression comes through is received and and valuable and there's no right or wrong way to do so and yeah it it truly is one of the most beautiful things I've ever taken part of in the witnessing of others expressing what they feel like they can't or there isn't the space to share in you know the day-to-day and it just feels like such a privilege to witness people express that that tender and painful place um usually it's a painful place and and i feel so connected to witness because there's so many ways that we all really share common narratives and even though we have unique experiences there's so many relatable qualities in the ways people are processing through their lives and basically after that we end the space with you know a song or some sort of movement and and then we close and then it's never spoken of again (laughs) (laughs) it's it's very sweet and yeah i and i just like have very fond memories of that moment that you were there for with us and we all shared in that together many years ago mm-hmm. yeah that was really fucking special the three of us talk about that yeah our road trip and how that was that was such a powerful part of our trip and we mm. got to share it together mm. it's it makes me so happy to know that you're continuing to conjure all of the magic that you do was it brought together from your own way of processing did you take tidbits of what you enjoyed was it more of an organic play how it began it really just came from yeah what what drives me and what compels me and what excites me and knowing how much pleasure i i find in in doing this kind of process work on my own and desiring so much to be in a shared experience and to experience others like you know stripping away their shackles and their masks and being you know naked with me and myself with them and really just like letting the underworld dance through us and it it did really the format just came to me one day so it's that basic format that I shared has has, shared, has stayed in consistency throughout the duration of, of this practice. During lockdown, what did the process look like for you, yourself? Or were you able to hold spaces like online for people to continue to play? Or what did it look like for you as that, as that shifted? Yeah, that was, that was a tricky time because it felt like it was more needed than ever. And... Mm-hmm felt more out of reach than ever. Um, we we tried it through Zoom and I, I'd say it didn't quite have the same potency or, you know, there's something really powerful about being in physical proximity in real time together. We, we were able to meet in parks and be, you know, six or more feet apart and have masks and and then whoever was sharing would remove their mask for their turn and that that worked pretty well and it definitely was an exercise in vulnerability because it was a public space 
and sometimes we get loud. Sometimes there is screaming. So that was interesting to play with that. That brought a different element to it. Um, I think for some of us of like working through shame of, you know, a cultural shame of being witnessed and perceived in a certain way based on our expression and allowing some opportunity to work through that and acknowledge like hmm. all expressions are valid. All this says about me is that I'm giving myself permission to be what I am in this moment. That's completely worth the shade and the side glances from others. Yeah, we're still meeting outdoors and there's only a couple of us. Everyone who is together is vaccinated. We're, we're, we're keeping it strong and we've been doing it every week or every other week for a while now. During this year and a half, I reckon it's been for everybody. How have you personally found it finding, yeah, the balance in in playing and in stillness? Do you feel that it's been pretty solid or do you feel like the lack of community support has made it a bit more difficult to navigate? Yeah, I, I definitely say the lack of community makes everything more difficult. I think a big piece of that is like co-regulation. So that's like definitely brought up the challenge of like, how do I regulate my nervous system without other bodies, you know, breathing with me and sitting with me and touch and, you know, feeling each other's heartbeat, even if it's just, you know, unconsciously our body's sensing that. That definitely has made it more difficult to feel you know, playful and to sit in stillness because then there's quite a lot to digest in those spaces. And I have found for myself that I have grown in in a lot of resiliency by reaching into those very painful places and practicing tenderness and gentleness with myself, really refining my inner dialogue and the ways I speak to these really tender and vulnerable and aching places. I have a really great therapist also who's so kind and really invites me deep into those places. And a lot of our, our sessions have a lot of silence because once an emotion is surfacing, the invitation is to really feel it moving in my body and I feel like that somatic practice has really been such an anchor for me. And through that, really a momentary practice of slowing down into feeling and being so tender with myself throughout that feeling's um, pathway through my body, that has built trust. I, I can trust that a feeling will have its time and then it will change. I can trust that I, I will be kind and generous and caring to myself throughout that feeling. And that trust that I'm cultivating with myself is allowing for more feelings to find their way into my awareness. It's becoming more of a feeling of greeting a, a friend and inviting somebody, you know, out of the cold and into, you know, a warm bath and cooking them dinner and 
you're really being in service to these feelings. And I feel like that in a way is very playful. And, mm -hmm. and I'm very playful with, with the tender, you know, hurting, aching, bleeding, broken places in me that may always be bleeding and broken and aching and really surrendering to being in service to them you know, for the duration of my life. Do you feel that playing is essentially the co-creation of the process of these sensations? <laughs> yeah, I love the way you worded that. That's so beautiful. So much of the pain I have is coming from a very young part of me. And that young part of me is also where my most playful self dwells. So... I feel like the greatest medicine is to co-create with my wounded self, my inner child self, so that we can, you know, move together in, in a harmonious way. My child loves to notice beauty, loves to like go on walks and smell every single flower and notice the shape of shadows and see things that are new, go on adventures. Yeah. My child loves to play in the bath, play with light, play with color and texture, to experience sensations, to smell things, to feel cozy, to get all bundled up, to imagine. I feel like um, imagination is probably the most important thing to my yeah. inner child. It's a way I can create. I can create new realities. I can regulate my nervous system. It invites my power and my presence. And I can explore how malleable life is. I can see where I end and the world begins and where we blend and feels exciting and it feels magical. My child loves to be with the magic and to learn new things and to be surprised as they witness the beauty that is this earth and this living mother, this living being that we all come from, that we get to learn from and grow with every day that feels so playful and exciting and it makes me feel like I'm a little child when I see a new little bud blooming or you know a bug that I've never noticed before or mm -hmm. a tree that's you know just big enough for me to wrap my arms around those things bring me the greatest joy who was the bitch in your life that really honed in on allowing you to see that play was to be cherished. It's my grandpa. He was just so silly and playful and poetic and elegant. He was such a beauty chaser. He was just after the beauty. Where's the beauty? Let me drink it. <laughs> it was just such a joy to watch the way he interfaced with the world and engaged with us I just felt in awe and in delight to to watch him because it seemed like all the adults in my life were so serious and so disconnected from their 
their playfulness and he just stayed rooted in that until the very end for somebody that's forgotten how to play like many of the adults that you're talking about especially yeah adults in a room there's this hesitation of like playing and being seen you know being seen by others that you're playing there's this embarrassment to witness themselves playing again giving themselves the permission to do that and maybe not really feeling like they can just you know all of a sudden transform into a power ranger if, if they're called upon it and I think it's definitely going to be different for each of us and it's you know such a unique journey into finding our way into that space mm. especially with all of the unprocessed trauma that we're almost all walking around with and we're just bombarded with it you know it's like a never-ending processing of taking on all the pain that is inflicted upon us on a day-to-day -day basis and yeah that being said um i think just like starting with setting aside unstructured time and and just letting our bodies do what feels natural in that space and that could be taking a nap you know that could be resting that could be just looking at the window or reading a book finding something that naturally feels like what we're being called to and letting our body retrain back into our natural rhythms rather than complying to what we are externally expected to perform or do i feel like play is so much about reclaiming our body's right to its own natural expression Fuck when yeah. i'm yeah and when i'm in like a group setting and um wanting to like kind of break the ice to play some sort of game i'll have everybody like yell and thrash around <laughs> for a couple minutes mm-hmm and that seems to kind of get people ready to drop in because there's so much pent up aggression and rage and grief that we're all walking around with. I just really want to normalize wild expression. I want to see people like breaking down in the supermarket and just <laughs> yelling and screaming. If that's what they're doing internally, I want to see it externally. And I feel like that sort of honesty will allow, to, allow us to get closer together. But, you know, to, to really experience that, we have to create an environment where it's safe to do so, where people aren't going to be policed for their expression. I feel like I'm here to support in the movement of creating networks and systems to render the old systems obsolete. <laughs> oh, this is why I love you. <laughs> Yeah, I really appreciate the magic that you do in the world and your ability not only to remind but continue doing the work that you do and the work of playing and reminding others how to play and finding that little bitch that we all have within us, you know, and mm -hmm. little by little, like you said, the trauma and the healing that must be done in order for that process to begin again and for that allowance of play to begin again the vulnerability of those spots and 
your willingness to show up time and time again, um, regardless of how difficult the storm is, I'm just in awe of your willingness to come back time and time again. And like I said, you're somebody that I was thinking about a lot this winter. It was really fucking hard. And being able to have you as a reminder and as a light, as a bitch who's out there, really not only putting out what she believes in, but practicing what she mm. believes in is really is really grounding. And it also, for me, is really hopeful. Yeah, allowed me to move out of spaces where I thought, why? And moving past that was like, well, because the ability to be that vulnerable with each other, the ability to heal that deeply with one another when when we choose to show up in those spaces, um, mm. it still seems worthwhile. And I don't know why. I don't know if that's mm. madness speaking. It really mm. does feel like there's something to it. I'm just mm. really grateful to have met you. And I really, really do look forward to being able to share space with you again and to play in, in real time. I would absolutely love that. Can't wait for that. Let's get weird. Fuck yes. <laughs> I have a deck here. Sweet. I was thinking maybe if you wanted to wrap it up, you could ask a question sort of to put the cherry on top of the Sunday. Um, and if you wanted to pull a card and then just translate what that means in terms of your question. My question is, what is something that I'm not seeing that needs to be seen? around my relationship to play or another way to reframe that what's a way I can engage with play that I am not currently aware of or it's beneath the surface beyond my direct awareness and I just pulled the hangman for this particular deck it's the vision I'm taking this card or to mean to really take some time to step away from the way I perceive things, the way I'm holding things, the way I'm looking, and to let myself go through my own transformational process. And once I come through that process, I'm going to see everything in a completely new way. And even the way that I may be asking this question will be rewritten. And so I'm inviting myself into a pause so that when I emerge, I will then be able to see from a new vantage point. Hell yeah. I feel like that's so applicable to switching over into the solstice and like the new season and so much charge in in this summer or winter, depending where you are, and the ability to sort of like slow down with that. And I really liked that you pull the hangman because it just it reminded me of like the literal game hangman. <laughs> mm. And and sort of, t like you said, stepping away and taking time for your own process in order to possibly, like, reword that question. Um, mm. I thought it was a fun play on on your own question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the deck definitely likes to play with us. Yeah, I feel like 
um, a really powerful way I can care for myself is to continue to create a lot of space for myself to integrate and to be slow and to not overextend myself, which can happen sometimes when the weather is nice and people yeah. are out and about. So that's a way I'm really gonna be showing up for myself and loving myself and also investing into my creative expression in a more direct way. I'm gonna be finally printing this coloring book I've been working on for about a year and a half and that feels like a really powerful way to honor myself. Fuck yeah. Muchas gracias, Bruja. Thank you again for making the time in your day and for setting the energy aside for us to have this conversation and your willingness to talk about the process. Being able to share your story and opening up that vulnerability. I just feel that the more story there is out there, the more ability people have to break their own and give themselves the permission to play again. You're one of the main reasons why I was able to remember that fire within myself and I'm never gonna forget that. Mm, thank you so much for sharing this space for me and inviting me into this with you. And it's just such a pleasure to, to speak with you and connect with you in this way. And I love you very much. Yeah, same sees Bruja, te amo. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you, honey. Sweet dreams. Thanks. I'm going to sleep nicely after my big dinner. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. Until our next spiraling Sunday. Stay fucking weird, bitches.